following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Biscro, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... ASM Rock, And... Mr. Toonami Faithful Podcast, Jim Nelson. The band's back together! Oh yeah! Dang, man, like, is this the first time we've all been together since the New Year started? I think so. I think so. Man, I swear, <laughs> man, those work schedules, man. I tell you, man, them hours of being a stripper, man, they just ain't cutting it for me now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whoo, man, got to shake that money, make it and get some money, man. Some yeah, money. I know, I know. Having you out on the street is... Whatever, Paul, you're mine. <laughs> you ain't none of my pimp. It's the other way around. Now get on the corner, sweetie. No, 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 no. Get your ass back up. I got my fedora, so shut up. <laughs> I'll rank it. I, you just said fedora. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> hipster alert! Hipster, hipster alert! Hey, I was wearing fedoras before the hipsters started wearing them. Hipster alert! <laughs> wow, that's the most hipster statement imaginable. <laughs> hey, I'm black. You're... I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> you could also say it if you were like, you know, Italian mob, but you know, neither here nor no. there. I'm Ferro Portuguese. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about Bacchano later. <laughs> Foreshadowing, kitties. Yeah, because we actually have some news this week. Ooh. Both good and uh, not so good. The good the Depending bad. on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But first, Mr. Durrell, it's time for the Akamega Kill recap. Kamiga Kill, episode 21, Kill the Despair. Okay, in this episode of Akamega Kill, as their visit talks me in the cell and implores talks me to join her side and that she would forgive everything if he just came back to her. Oh yeah, the ex-girlfriend, bring I want you back, baby, so bad. Please, we can work this out. You can bring it on me. <laughs> I gotta say, she must have thought that was a conjugal visit. Dude, she looked like I'm dead serious, dude. I thought she was about to rape toss me, man. She's about to take that. She's about to take that cherry, man. But yeah, it would have been a double cherry breaking. But yeah, back to the um, back to the recap. But being a strong mind and conviction to not be with someone who wants to fight for the imperial capital that oppresses the people, he refuses to do so, and her resolve to kill him is strengthened. Next, we have mine who was about to sneak out to rescue Tatsumi on her own, but the rest of the Heron Squad, known as Tatsumi's Angels, which is also comprised of Akami, Leote, and the Jenna Interceptor, explaining <laughs> their own reasons why they all decided to come in her to help save Tatsumi. And then we reach the execution site. Just as Ezdev is about to kill Tatsumi, the rest of the members um, of Night Raid attack, thanks to Lovick, actually last thing he did in death, actually placing explosives around the whole execution ground, which Nagenda just politely just 
set those explosions off to stop Ed's death from killing Tatsumi. G, and on top of that, you know, they had put Tatsumi up on the cross like he's about to be crucified. Oh, nice biblical reference right there. Tatsumi is Jesus. No. <laughs> I was going to say, cru- uh, crucifying Tatsumi. Too Jewish. <laughs> Who's this uh, guy I think he is? Kirito? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait. Or does that have another meaning? He's yeah. going to get crucified and... Die by Ezdes. Yeah, death by Ezdes. <laughs> That's nice. Death by Ezdes. That does have a nice ring to it. But then Budo fights Leone and Mine. And of course, you know, Leone tells Mine that she's such a lightweight that it's hard, you know, it's hard to protect her. <laughs> you know, of course, there's a little banner between there. And then, of course, Najinda and Susano confront Ezdev battle hungry ass. Akami faces the Imperial Guard to retrieve Incursio, which she does with ease. And with Leone paralyzed by Budo's lightning-based Imperial arm, Adrenalek, Mine takes him on by herself, which seems to be useless. But Mine gets her motions in the right frame of mind, of mind, frame to point uh. to the point that she obliterates Budo with with the pumpkin Kamehameha wave with the final blast. Of course, she's brutally, um, mortally wounded in the process of this. And meanwhile, Nagenda uses um, Susano's trump card known as Magatama Manifestation, in which Magatama Manifestation drains a portion of her life force. Each time it's used, Ezdev manages to overpower him by using the spell that briefly freezes time. Wow, you know, this woman really is Ice Queen. She can actually freeze time like that. Of course, she did explain that it takes a toll on her body, so she can't use as much as she wants to. And she destroys Susano's core, to which Najenda uses the chop card again to restore Susano. And of course, Susano, being all noble, decides to stay behind and keep Ezdev busy while the rest of Night Raid retreats. And of course, Ezdev states that she will not remember Susano as an Imperial Arm, but as a warrior. To the fact that Susano, who has already accepted his fate, dies brilliantly protecting his comrades. The other Night Raid members escape with Tatsumi, and Tatsumi carries off a wounded wine with mine with him back towards the hideout. Wait, mine, are, you, are, you, are you thinking about some alcohol right now? No, whore. <laughs> I've never Please. known Darrell to drink wine. <laughs> no, oh, that's true. Exactly. Last time I ta- drunk wine, I was at communion. <laughs> <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Espirito Santo, Santi, Amen. Was it yeah. wine or was it just grape juice? <laughs> well, considering that it's my church, dude, it's just grape juice. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> this was his blood? This dude must have been wasted 24-7. <laughs> Trust me, dude. If I could be like Jesus, I have man. a worse joke I can make. I'll refrain. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and now we come to this heartbreaking part of it. Mine knows that she is too wounded to survive and of course Mine finally confesses her feelings for Tatsumi and kisses him before she dies. And with that people, we end with a tearful Tatsumi to finish this episode. Now, <clears throat> there is more people to this tonight because last night some of y'all really got on Mine really bad about this because y'all didn't like her or y'all felt that the anime did not actually pair them up well to make the relationship actually work as far as them getting to know each other. Now, I'm about to give you a crash course in psychology 101 through mere exposure. Here we go. Mere exposure is the exposure. Yeah, take your notes out. The more exposure we have to a stimulus, 
the more we will tend to like it. Familiarity breeds liking more than the concept things that grow on us and we acquire, acquire a taste for these things over time through repeated exposure. This stimulus can be people, commercial products, places that we get like most things given time and we can do unpleasant things as well such as prisoners who miss prison because they have become institutionalized. When we make these choices you know it's often we choose a familiar over the unfamiliar which is better known as Trusting the devil that you know, as most people would say. Now, this was actually brought up theory through um, a psychologist by the name of Robert Zonjak. And Zonjak, excuse me. And with this, he conducted like four different experiments to each which and provided overwhelming strong support for this hypothesis that mere exposure of an individual or to a stimulus of an object enhances his or her attitude towards it for the example. And you can actually find this in attitudinal effects of mere exposure in the Journal of um, Personality and Social Psychology. This is a Harvard-published um, journal. Now, with mere exposure is what I'm telling you. Because Tatsumi and mine were actually comrades and they had several missions and battles together, that formed a bond. Sometimes you can find love on the battlefield. So for people who felt like this um, relationship that they actually had didn't make sense, this is where you chalk it up to because... Battle experiences will bring you closer to somebody, whether it's of the male or the female persuasion. So this is where it actually does, because from mere exposure, this led them to errors, which is actually of love, which she actually had for him. And it was in their love in the sense of romance. So that's all I got to say about that. Hope you enjoyed that crash course, people. <laughs> yeah, it still felt pretty forced. No, it wasn't forced, dude. Trust me. Well, you may, we could you, we could kind of see it coming because, like you've been saying yeah. the last couple of weeks, all the warning signs were there. Yeah. So, oh yeah, they got nice and soon dairy around each other. It was cute. I, you got to look at it like that because <laughs> he was something familiar to her. That's the whole thing about it, and she started to develop feelings. I mean, it's just how it works. I mean, no, 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 no. I, I'm not. I'm, she. She always had feelings for Tatsumi. All the girls always had feelings for Tatsumi. Mm -hmm. The question I have is, when did Tatsumi start developing feelings for mine? Dude, when the point that he said that he wanted to protect her, that's when you can start looking at that, that he actually has some feelings for her. Because, trust me, out of everybody that he was around, he did not really have feelings for Asdev. Leone made his skin quiver, even though she, you know, trust me, <laughs> that, that was not going to happen, dude. It was not going to happen. Now, Shell was probably the only other person that he could have grown close to, which would have been a love triangle right there. You know, I'm just looking at this from a different perspective because I'm looking outside the box. I'm not shipping anybody yet. Mm. But this is the way I see it, though. I suppose when you put it that way, he does show the most affection for mine out of any of those women. Exactly. I, so that's the reason why I don't feel like it's forced. You may still feel that way, but this is me giving my psychoanalysis on that. You know, you know, y'all can hate me or love me for it, but I'm pretty sure Christina Keller will probably be happy to hear this in the podcast. <laughs> She's so, happy to hear. By the way, oh yeah, she came at me. <laughs> <laughs> she came at a lot of people, man. Y'all shouldn't have did that, man. Then Sundry came out. And by the way, she does. She does listen to this podcast a lot. So, <laughs> she yeah. likes us. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, we lost the um, the sundry cutie with the small boobies, but the big booty. <laughs> Farewell, mine. You will be missed. She also had some of the best lines in the show. Is mine going to have to kill a bitch? I'm not to kill a bitch. 
<laughs> she channeled her inner Rick James on that one, man. <laughs> no, that was Wayne Brady, my bad. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, well, moving right along, people. Can we get into the next part of this? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's read them talkbacks. Mm-hmm. So this from Mike Jin X89. So as death can stop time now because ice powers also give you the ability to freeze time. How? Overpowered. <laughs> uh, she's uh, she, she's been taking tits from Dio, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay! No, oh, maybe she's been taking maybe she's been taking tips from Superman because no. apparently Superman has had powers randomly show up over the years. Well, there's also, you know, some weird shit that happened in the Silver Age that, uh, you know, has never really been <laughs> adequately explained. We'd, well, before we talk about the Silver yeah, Age. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if, anything that be... sounds, if anything that sounds like a Silver Green Age... Superman, Super, what? I don't know. That sounds like a Silver Age Superman power. You know, it's... Um, it, it <laughs> nuclear does. power does whatever the hell it wants. Superman Prime! It, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> well, I do have to wonder if this power is canon to the manga. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I so, guess I don't really care. But uh, somebody cares about things being canon to the manga. As Master of the Arts writes in, this fight was really not okay. I feel more upset since the author put so much work into the manga. Yes, we know what really happened, Master of the Arts, but they did an anime adaptation because that's what happens. Remember what happened to Full Metal Alchemist, the first one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That, 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 that happened, so this happened again with a coming out kill. Yes, we know but, the manga is more accurate. This one wasn't, but hey. Uh, well, like I keep Side on note, saying, you gotta, it has to stand independent of the books. And so far, I think this adaptation's been doing just that. It's felt rushed in parts, yes, but I've still been enjoying it. Exactly. It's still going to be that junk food anime that I enjoy so much. I'll see if I can well, find I- it at Anime Boston. Seriously, dude, if I could chop it up, man, I'd do a couple of lines of Comic Got Killed in the morning. Oh, <laughs> Paul, go ahead. As I, What I was going to say is, in regards to Full Metal Alchemist, like, I would like to see them take both of those series. Obviously, they're, this, they're, they're not the same thing because Brotherhood's more closely to it yeah. than the other one. But I think if you were to take parts of the first one and put it with, put it with the second one, I think it actually would be an interesting new series to put out just to just to see how it would be with those two parts in it but i i would probably use the brotherhood ending i like that one a little bit better considering how much they diverge that would be kind of problematic and yeah kind of well I, I'm, I'm looking at more of what the biggest uh the thing that people usually uh don't like about full metal alchemist brotherhood is that they really rush those first stories that were present in the original anime. And, you know, if they kind of pace that a bit differently, that might've been good, but it's, it's like the anime is really sure that you've already seen the previous anime or, uh, at least have read the manga. Right, right. Brotherhood, brotherhood just takes you right into the action. Mm-hmm. Whereas, the first one is like, no, 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 we're going to start at the beginning. And that's where I'm kind of like more talking about is have like the, the beginning part of that in there and then make it like full metal alchemist brotherhood for the rest of it because i think i don't know i i kind of like that idea of trying what you're to- actually asking for is like a really actually well-paced adaptation of the entire story mm-hmm. not just parts of it being right. adapted right not just like oh here they are because 
you know, if people seeing that for the first time are going to go, okay, how did they get here? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And if they haven't, if they don't have it, the first one, or haven't read it, mm-hmm. then it's going to be kind of hard for them to get into it. So, but that, that's enough about Full Metal Alchemist. We'll be talking about that later. <laughs> well, thanks to you. <laughs> that ain't me. All right. So, uh, moving on from whether or not things are canon, Rob Barracuda writes in. Tatsumi says, why are you so fixated on me? His response, because Ed's death is wet like the ocean and needs sexual healing, you dense bastard. <laughs> uh, that sounds like something I would have said, dude. Uh, Seriously. Yeah. No, dude, I would have Tatsumi, I mean, why is it that it's not just Tatsumi? How come every anime protag is male protag is dense as a freaking forest? (laughs) Is it me or is is Tatsumi? Because otherwise things would happen. Yeah. (laughs) And we can't let the status quo change. (laughs) Is it me or is is Tatsumi the only one that can melt melt as Death's heart? Oh. Oh. Let's mm. see what you did there. Yeah, mm. thank you. <laughs> yeah, normally she's ice queen, but he's the only one that's been able to warm her up. Exactly. You know? Seriously, though, dude, if she was gushing like an ocean, dude, I'd ride those waves. Mm. <laughs> Surf's up, dude. All right, with that, moving on to more talk mm. back. Jefferson yeah. Craig writes in, finally, talk to me and mine kiss. Ship complete, and it's gone. <laughs> yep. And it's gone. Oh, that was ever ever too brief. Hey, short as love. Hey, still, hey, I'm, I'm gonna put it like this. Still a better love story than Twilight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, that's Tatsumi and S Death is a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> it's also a better love story than Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe that Maybe is anime's Fifty Shades yes. of Grey. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 it is. Speaking of things that were gone all too fast. General Budo, man. Two episodes? Really? He was man, he looked like this really badass guy. I mean, that's that's the only complaint I can levy at Akamega Kill. I can't just, hardly he's... believe he went down that fast. Dude, in the manga, it was more drawn out, and he was a total badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they really rushed this ending. There's a lot of things that were rushed, but you know I'm what? telling you, oh, well. he still belonged in the Fist of the North Star, man. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> I mean, dude, he was just like a gargantuan, man. I'm like, this is somebody I could actually look up to if I was actually one of his subordinates. But it's a real shame, though, because he was all very convinced that Night Raid is completely in the wrong. And, you know, maybe if they had gotten a chance to really talk with him and, you know, get their story straight with him, uh, maybe he could have been an ally. But, well, now he's dead. Well, you know, General Budo was a more honorable man than... Prime Minister Fat Ass. For sure. <laughs> Speaking of him. Dude, he dipped out before. Oh, man. It's lunchtime. I don't want to watch this execution. <laughs> Doing ah, these. Squeamish. Yeah. I bet he's squeamish. Just want to do that's why I just want to cut his thumb on like a pot belly pig. <laughs> Wait, Squidward, I can't do the injection. I'm squeamish too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's now fact writes in. Tatsumi asked why mine had to save him. As my favorite Disney movie once said, people do crazy things when they're in love. Really? Yes, they- you quoted Hercules? Hey, they do, man. <laughs> Look at what Van Gogh did. He cut his ear off. 
What's wrong with quoting Hercules? It's a great movie. Aladdin's a better movie. (laughs) But that would be a whole new world, you know? (laughs) I know. But Hercules isn't as good as many of the other things that I saw that we saw at the beginning of the, towards the beginning of the Disney Renaissance. Heck, even newer stuff recently is better than Hercules. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's oh, mediocre. Come on, man. I love some of those songs in Hercules. <laughs> well, that's neither here nor there. New contender at Resident Soldier, with a rather interesting way of spelling it, writes in, A comic kill ripped my hearts to shreds. The block is at its best. Not much more to say. Debatable, yeah. but debatable. But I uh, appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> yeah, we understand about hearts getting ripped to shreds. And finally, Frank Full Metal writes in: New drinking game. Take a shot every time someone says "trump card" in a comic. Got kill. Thank you for not starting that sooner, because we'd all be dead. <laughs> Our hey. livers would be vaporized. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Only one person here with liver is capable of surviving that kind of drinking. Good. Then yeah. you can uh, host, edit, and, uh, you know, conduct interviews and stuff. I mean, I guess you won't oh, need us. <laughs> I said one person liver can stand up to it. I didn't say that I'll, y'all could do it. <laughs> hey, only one person here can drink like that and still be fine. Yeah, we know. The man with the liver of titanium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Hater. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like making a like Silver Age comics joke about how he <laughs> obtained that liver of titanium. <laughs> Once exposed to chemical rays, a radioactive bottle of Jack Daniels. What <laughs> 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 so uh, surely killed him instead made his liver titanium. <laughs> a radioactive bottle of Jack Daniels. That's the best thing I have heard. All day. Oh, well, I ain't to please, sir. Well, it's time to move on to the Parasite Recap. You got to know, know, Lisa, we are gifted just for being humans. We are absolute predator. We do not fear humanity. And that means maybe they're not sending for watching us. Thinking that Sunday we will be dead. Parasite, episode 14. The Selfish Gene. As we return to Parasites, we are reminded that Shinichi just got dumped. And later, Migi suggests that he and Shinichi have Mamoru and his Parasite, who is now named Joe, assist them in investigating Kuramori, the investigator, and find out who he was working for. Mamoru speaks to Reiko Tamura about Shinichi, and she asks him to stop investigating the boy, but he's convinced he has to go further. It is revealed that he has a wife and daughter, and that his wife is also concerned about the investigation that he has took on. Shinichi and Mamoru track down Kuramori and confront him. They tell him about the parasites and ask him not to go public. Kuramori tells Shinichi that he himself should come forward, because otherwise humanity is in a great deal of trouble. Migi and Joe threaten to kill him if he goes public. They then inform Kuramori that his client is also a parasite and assure him that if he keeps digging, she will be the one to kill him. Later, Reiko Tamura calls Shinichi and asks him to meet her at a local college, where she sits in on a lecture with her baby. After the lecture about altruism in animals and the selfish gene, 
Shinichi and Migi exchange information with Reiko. She realizes that Shinichi has changed a great deal and laughs when it dawns on her that his mother was killed by a parasite and sees that it enrages him. She uses her baby as a shield and further enrages Shinichi. As he runs around infuriated, he bumps into a palm reader who tells him that he should confront the person who put a hole in his heart, to which he replies, it's too late for that. I already killed her. (laughs) (laughs) Chills. Also, Reiko Tamara, uh, that's not how you laugh. (laughs) 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 No, that's how a parasite laughs. Yeah. Gotta love that she was sitting in on the altruism class, though. Yeah, I just imagine parasites trying to fit into humans, like that one episode of Rick and Morty where they're on the on board the ship of the simulation. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's really more like the episode where all of the wacky characters keep showing up. That's and trying their existence. (laughs) Does anybody else find it a little strange that? When the baby starts crying and she goes quiet or go to sleep, like instantly quiet. the baby's asleep or I thought quiet. That was, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Dude, she has quiet. conditioned it's him. It's kind of funny, but it's also so freaking messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up and it's weird at the same time because it's kind of like, <laughs> okay. And then he just be quiet though. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but see, like I'm kind of confused that if this baby is really completely human because – I don't think in real life a baby's going to be like that when you tell him be quiet and go to sleep or whatever. No. Yeah. So, right. uh, not necessarily, but um, <coughs> there is a thing called self-soothing to the point that you let that baby cry until they finally calm themselves down. But it's done. This is um, it's operant conditioning. You know, you have to let, you know, it's just where you just continue to let it go. You know, it's a consequence. Right. Here's Pavlov's theory on this kid. <laughs> Yeah, well, hell. I'm a psychology major. What do you expect? Well, it'll be interesting to see going forward, like, what happens. Because, you know, she said she's going to do experiments on this kid, so. Uh, She's finally revealed to Shinichi that she intends to, you know, experiment on this kid once he gets older. Which, uh, of course, Shinichi can't uh, comprehend how awful that is. (laughs) So, he's, uh, he's, he's real mad right now. Real, real mad. And by the way, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it seems like Shinichi is kind of becoming Migi, and then Migi's actually kind of becoming more human. Yeah. That it is seems it's really weird. Yeah. There's been I mean, a trade-off. Yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it Migi still has his <laughs> yeah. oops, oops, I almost killed you kind of moments. But, I mean, yeah. like... You look at him and you're like, wait a minute. Is Migi becoming Shinichi and Shinichi's becoming Migi? Something's going on here. Well, the thing is, um... <clears throat> Migi's becoming more human. Yeah. yeah. Shinichi's becoming more, more methodical, yeah. like a parasite. parasite. Yeah. It's, in other words, the roles of how they think have switched. That's yeah. really the main thing. But at the same time, Shinichi is still struggling to hold on to his humanity, though. Right. Yeah, so but, it's it's kind of balancing them out. Whereas yeah. before they were complete opposites, now they're kind they're trying, of coming in line with each other. They're trying to find a way to coexist together in a delicate balance where they can still remain themselves, but at the same time, you know, form that symbiosis. What pretty much what it is in the first place. 
because it is a symbiotic relationship. Miga depends on Shinichi for basically nutrients and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Miga was to leave Shinichi's body for a certain period of time, he's going to die if he can't get to another body. And then on top of that, Shinichi is actually relying on Miggy because of, you know, Miggy's healing factor and sports. And not to mention, you know, defense and everything to defend himself. But as you know, he can pretty much probably do that without Miggy so much now, especially when Miggy's in his dormant state. You know, I, I haven't seen the sub of this, but it would be interesting to know if, like, Shinichi gets injured somehow, if he just recovers, like, really quickly or not. Because, I mean, he, he seems to have, like, a Superman-esque power in that, you know, somebody hits him, even, like, a parasite hits him, it doesn't really affect him unless, obviously, you know, the parasite's trying to cut him. Well, but, since Miggy actually healed his heart, the thing is, those parasites that, are, that actually repaired his heart, you know, yeah, his cells are all floating everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So the whole thing and now is, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to Shinichi's see. Shinichi's become a superhuman in some, you know, in some matter of form. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's become a super parasite too, in a sense too, because look at what she did. She she had to use the baby to protect her because she knew damn well that he was more powerful than her. The tables have turned. <laughs> so. Yes. And I and I I have a feeling that these parasites are going to try. The, at least the smart ones are going to try to stay away from him as much as possible because now that she knows that and has seen him, I don't think they're going to try to screw with him too much. So we'll see. We will see indeed. <laughs> I just love how uh, Mamoru and Joe's transformation for when they were the driver looks so much like Arnold. I know, like the Terminator, man. I'll be back. <laughs> That's just hilarious. But, you know, you got to give Greg Ayers um, props, man, because even the most insignificant of minor character, he does such a great job that you can't forget him. And a parasite named Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Or as Jim said, a boy named Sue. (laughs) No, Sue Sano already died. Uh, (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. Way to be a buzzkill sketch. But he died an honorable death. Buzz Killington. You still killed my buzz. Wait, I gotta go back to that. Didn't the agenda say that she could only ever use that trump card three times or she would die? Does that mean three times in one instance or three times, period? Because she's already used it three times. I think it's like like three times in a certain, maybe three times in a certain time period. I don't know. It was never clearly stated, but the thing is, I think like the more of her life force that she fed into him, you know... That the more yeah, likely she's, she would she's die. definitely in danger of, you know, dying. But, yeah. but so far, she's still alive. So see how right. long that lasts at the rate this yeah. is going. <laughs> Given this show, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't Lord. know we were facing Samurai Seven again. Yeah, Billy Bob. At least in Samurai Billy Seven, Bob it kind of made. At least oh, in Billy Samurai Bob. Seven, it kind of you kind of saw it coming, especially if you had seen the movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The original movie. We're at all familiar yeah. with the story. Yeah. <laughs> all right, on to the talkbacks. Rob Barracuda writes in, So either Gucci started making baby-shaped verses or Rako's really bad at maintaining her cover. Yeah, that's all Rako. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not how you carry a baby. No. No, no, no. not at all. <clears throat> 
Jefferson Craig writes in, Ryoko Tamiya must be a big Michael Jackson fan based on how she carelessly held her baby over her head. Thriller dance! <laughs> wow. Don't you mean she almost dropped him? Or her? Actually, do we know the sex of the baby? He's a boy. It was a boy, okay. I wasn't paying attention to that, sorry. Speaking of not paying attention, um, I remember how Miki said uh, names are... Uh, unimportant, but for a second I yeah. wasn't 100% paying attention. I thought she said memes are unimportant. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Funny yes. how words change and stuff when you're not paying attention. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or under the influence. It's like a game of telephone. <laughs> Michael Morris writes in, one thing I really enjoyed about last night's Parasite was the discussion on the selfish gene. Yes, once again, Parasite has decided to throw some interesting ideas out there and uh, discuss Altruism. some... Uh, Hardly new. I mean, they, talked, yeah, to, they yeah. talked a little bit about the selfish gene theory in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> no, legit, they did. <laughs> I know. But wait. <clears throat> Doesn't the original manga of Parasite predate Metal Gear Solid? Metal Gear <laughs> Solid was 1998. Um, Parasite yes, was 99. I don't know. No, I thought Parasite was earlier than 99. I thought it was 1999. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Well, we just but anyway. it was 1999. Well, you can't get mad at altruism, especially when somebody, you know, because it's talking about being disinterested and then how an organism will really sacrifice one in order to gain something for itself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, and you True know, enough. we can all be like that, humans and animals alike. Trust me. Let's talk about Bruticus and Caesar. And Joshua Knighton wrote in, College lectures discuss infant side. While an infant is in the room, foreboding much? <laughs> uh, by the way, any, anybody, anybody that carries an infant like that is really asking for CPS to show up on them. <laughs> Apparently not in Japan. Apparently not. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's not go there. As you were fond of pointing out there, Paul, the uh, this is um, apparently Bizarro Japan, where uh, a hole, can, a two-story hole, can be blown through the school, the school wall, and they'll still go back to school the next day. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! It wasn't the next day. It seems, but it was like... pretty soon after. Hey, those yeah. kids want an education. Yeah, it wasn't the next day. It was two hours later. <laughs> okay. Guys. All right, that's enough, kids. Back to class. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what if that happens again? Oh, what are the chances of that happening again? Yeah, yeah right. again. Somebody want to bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably uh, has a condo in Aruba right now with, <laughs> with a bet like that. <laughs> and lastly, Dowd Fact writes in, Joe and his human relationship reminds me of Gomamon and Joe Ketos from Digimon. Ooh, that's going hmm. back. Man. <laughs> I, I feel see old. that comparison. You know, Joe's kind of a nervous <laughs> wreck who's, you know, kind of scared of everything and kind of a pushover at least most of the time. Until I believe he steps up at points, but uh, yeah, he, it, <laughs> Joe is a lot like Gomamon. <laughs> How he'll just say his mind. <laughs> they don't call me old reliable for nothing, but they don't. I'll, I'll ignore that. <laughs> Look at me getting my props the day he squeezed those boobs. <laughs> oh lord 
Shut up. Mm-hmm. Well, that does it for another thought-provoking episode of Parasites. I assure you, the action will be ramping up very soon. And now, we have some news! From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Uh, it's starting to feel like we're going to be the last ones to ever get a Toonami channel. <laughs> <laughs> As apparently uh, various websites are reporting that the Toonami network will be expanding to France. Yes, the network will launch in France on February 11th, which is pretty soon. Uh, we don't know a lot of the details about this, like what shows they're going to be airing. They um, really just mentioned the usual stuff like Batman, yeah. Superman. One of the articles specifically mentioned Wonder Woman. There isn't a Wonder Woman show Wonder of Woman. recent years, at least. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. We don't know if this is. I mean, they. Well, first of all, one article actually referenced our tsunami. Um, another. Yeah, that article, was amusing. <laughs> that was amusing. That was amusing. It's like I the lineup to... promo. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> one one referenced us, which was hilarious, um, and then. The other one was pretty much saying that it was the same as Toonami Asia, and well, as usual, when I hear when I hear the words Toonami Asia, I reach out to them. So we'll we'll see if this is something that's spin that that is spun off of them because chances are they have something to do with this one too. Um, I don't think they'll have a direct link to it, but hopefully, I can get some information out of them. So once I find out the information, I will confirm whether or not this is true or if something actually shows up i can tell you right now in my research there is nothing tsunami france anywhere right now there's no youtube there's no facebook usually there's a facebook before anything there's no facebook there's no twitter so i'm waiting on it i i haven't seen anything hopefully around the 11th we'll see something but don't think that it's going to be a mirror of tsunami asia at least not to the extent that I think Toonami India is to that, because I'm pretty sure that's like a simulcast of the same channel. But for France, they would need, well, probably a French version. <laughs> I well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of well, stuff yeah. out there that's in French. <laughs> I, I think, oh, yeah. well, I think this is because what they did, obviously, with Toonami Asia real quickly is, you know, they brought all English stuff into this Toonami channel. That's probably what they're doing with this, but we don't see that's a, again, we don't know if that's what it is. We don't know if it's going to be an English channel or it's going to be, as you just said, French. So, I think there'll probably be an English version and a French version, but it might just imagine. be French. We'll see. We'll this have to wait. Friend. This is we a bitch we're talking about, so it's going to be French. France. Probably the ball since Waterloo. And by the way, anybody yeah, this, this isn't Canada. And <laughs> anybody would also have a French version and a English and version. Anybody that's listening in France, we we don't know anything. And by the way, I don't think our version in America is going to show up on your channel. So no, nice. no, you might get DBZ Kai. <laughs> well, no, well, no. I'm again, about, 
there's really no telling what they could air because actually uh, Cartoon Network in France and uh, they had a tsunami block at some point, but uh, Cartoon Network in France has aired some anime that I don't think any other Cartoon Network has aired worldwide. So there's really no telling what they would potentially put on their Toonami channel, along with obviously superhero cartoons, because that seems to be the main reason that a Toonami channel shows up anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, you know, there. I wouldn't be surprised to see Inazuma Eleven. That's on Toonami Asia. Uh, they'll they'll probably get Yokai Watch if that's yep. not already in France. Um, Inazuma Eleven is yeah, a soccer knows? anime, so don't be surprised if it is there especially like, I, with euro 2016 well, this summer i don't know if there's any channels that are airing naruto or one piece in france right now but i wouldn't be surprised if they showed up on there because as far as standards go they could air without edits well so. if this is if this is somewhat related to tsunami asia in some way and we'll we'll find out if that is the case um dragon ball super may show up there too well we'll see yeah definitely who knows but but once once we get some information i'll let you know um i also should be getting some information about toonami india i have to email them again about that and i'll update you guys about that as well like what exactly is going on with that because i think there's a little bit of confusion as if that's an actual channel or that's just like a block on the channel so and they're supposed to provide me with all that information once they get everything finalized so pretty sure that one's a channel we'll see hmm but, well, anyway, uh, Viva La Revolution be televised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We get back, we get back the adult version of Tsunami, and they get the this new kids channel version. We have the smallest Tsunami, arguably the best and highest quality Tsunami, <laughs> but we don't get Tsunami channels. And <laughs> that saddens me. <laughs> and they have Mega Six Arlar. Oh, I'm God, sorry. Did I bring something up? Need to go to the bathroom there, Sketch? <laughs> I think it's constipated. <sighs> My heart will go I, yeah. I think they have symbiotic... T- yeah, they do, actually. They do have symbiotic. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. That's Bastard. pretty cool. Well, even they, still. Uh, they possibly still have Thundercats. <laughs> oh! And all those Warner Brothers shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I heard something about uh, last year, Warner Brothers signed a contract with boomerang worldwide to provide like 450 hours of content including new stuff and old stuff like 3,500 different shows i gotta wonder if some of those old dc shows are in there that'd be cool it'd make it very uh 2000s tsunami like yeah yeah that would be that would be interesting. So okay. it, it was done, I believe, specifically for Boomerang as its global rebrand, <laughs> global rebranding. <laughs> but uh, apparently, that extends to all the other Turner networks worldwide. So mm-hmm. interesting. I, I don't want to say that this doesn't necessarily mean that Artunami can possibly play a DC show, but. Yeah. Well, I, I since you opened the door, since you opened the door, we might as well talk about. Oh yep. yes, we might Justice as well talk League about it. Action! Yes, yeah. new cartoon coming to Cartoon Network sometime this year from Warner Brothers and DC. Justice League Action, which will bring back Kevin Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yay! Yeah, pretty pretty cool. 
rather interestingly, this will not be a standard 22-23 minute type show. It will be 11 minute episodes. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I don't well, let me let me hold you on to there. Back in the day, when they had those movie serials and stuff for Superman and other superhero cartoons back in the day, they did do short format episodes. Very true. So, I'm I'm not going to say that this necessarily means that it's not going to be a decent action show because it's 11 minutes. But uh, uh, we'll see. And as far as telling a gripping story over 11-minute episodes, well, no. Adventure Time and Steven Universe can do it. So, maybe? Uh, I get I the feeling it. they're going to be fairly self-contained, though, because that seems to be the direction that Cartoon Network wants their action cartoons to go. And no. I dislike. I just, that. I just hope it's not like Teen Titans Go. It better freaking not be. Dude, the please. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think it will be because uh, there's a lot of people involved that worked on like Batman the animated series and Justice League, so I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be an action comedy. If anything, maybe a bit like Brave and the Bold was sort of comedy heavy action. Yeah. Wait, I, I wait, would, wait, wait, I mean, wait. Uh, hold on. Teen Titans Go actually got action in it? <laughs> it, it does. It's Just, mostly for humor, but yeah, it, it does have action in it. I see actions being made, but, you know. They uh, they fight. <laughs> they, they fight each other and fight robots and fight other characters, but... Dude, yeah. I've seen better fights in a mud wrestling match. <laughs> actually, actually, Durrell... Durrell and all of you, uh, you two others will probably be like this too. April, I want to say 18th is Justice League versus Teen Titans. Titans, yes. The uh, direct-to-video movie, which is a painful reminder that Young Justice is never coming back. (laughs) Ever again. But a good reminder that they probably will start doing Teen Titans in this way, which is good. At least we'll have some kind of good Teen Titans out there. Though it's not the same voices. But, you know, hey, whatever. No. No. I wonder I wonder if they would have gotten in trouble if they used the, the voices that they Well, they were on the original Teen Titans, but now we're on Teen Titans Go. You know? They wouldn't have gotten in trouble, but I I don't know. It it kinda depends. I mean, for instance, this new this new Justice League show is bringing back Kevin Conroy's Batman. Right. So I mean, and there's other reasons to believe that there may be at least nods to the DCAU in this show because of who else is involved, but I mean, there's really which, no telling. Which, by the way, real quick, and then we can move on to the other <laughs> despairing news that we have. I don't know if you guys noticed, but apparently in Teen Titans Go, in the background of a scene, there's a box, and on that box is a sign that says, uh, Young Justice Season 3. Oh. Yes, yes. I don't. I didn't see I, that one, but yeah, oh it's, it's on the internet. Yes, so I want to kill him. Yes, and we don't know. Like people went, does that mean there's a third season coming or something? No, it's but, just a cruel reminder. Yeah, it's just a harsh. Well, harsh rem- they had the Young Justice characters in an episode of Team yeah. Titans Go, yeah, in which they they played up the whole angle of, oh, you guys are not serious enough. Yeah. So then the Teen Titans Go got really, really serious. Yeah. 
which I think is ridiculous because Robin was already ridiculously serious because that's his character in that show. Yeah, I love the type A personality. Yeah, wait, wait till Damian Wayne goes into the to Teen Titans. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, people are already asking. So is Damian gonna hook up with Starfire? <laughs> uh no, no, no. Apparently, not. Apparently, apparently, what's his name is is hooking up with her. Uh, Nightwing. So Robin did hook up with her, but. Uh-huh. Not, not that Robin. <laughs> and there's a reason, trust me. You'll see. But anyways, let's move on to this. Wonderful so now day. that we've talked about a bunch of not anime-related things, I know you're getting antsy and you want us to talk about anime again. So, here you go. Uh, troubling news in the anime fandom community is recently Funimation has lost the license to Darker Than Black and is about to lose the license to Bakano as well as uh, potentially Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's at least listed to be removed from Hulu later this year with uh, Full Metal Alchemist leaving in March and Brotherhood leaving later this summer. <coughs> this really implies that all of these shows, which happen to be Aniplex licenses, are just not being allowed to be renewed. And that is, well... Sucky if you don't own them yet. Because <laughs> you know damn Anaplex prices. I was going to use a different word, but okay. Anaplex tax. <laughs> I just wanted to correct a few mix-ups that I made while we originally recorded, and we have a little bit more information regarding this situation now. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the second anime adaptation, the one that follows the manga to a T, will expire on March 31st. The Full Metal Alchemist film, The Conqueror of Shambhala, will also expire on March 31st, 2016. According to a recent blog post on their website, Funimation is losing the streaming and home video rights to both Brotherhood and Shambhala on March 31st, 2016, at which point they will no longer be able to print new copies of the home video releases, and both will be removed from Hulu, Funimation's website, and Netflix. So far, we only have a Hulu expiration date for the original Full Metal Alchemist anime from 2003. It is expiring on July 31st. Birdie the Mighty Decode has a Hulu expiration date of October 14th, 2016. While the Hulu expiration dates are not a confirmation from Funimation that they will be losing the 2003 Full Metal Alchemist and Birdie the Mighty Decode this year, Given the Hulu expiration dates are what clued us in that Funimation was losing Darker Than Black, Bacano, Brotherhood, and Shambhala, it's a safe bet that Funimation is losing those the very same day they expire on Hulu. By the time you're listening to this podcast, Bacano will most likely be gone or maybe have just one more day before it's pulled on February 8th, while Darker Than Black has already been gone for a few weeks. The second season is still available, seemingly until 2018. From the sound of it, Funimation losing these series does not automatically mean that Anaplex of America will relicense them. They actually do have to pay for the licenses from their parent company in Japan. However, it does mean nobody else can license them. Given that, we highly recommend that you buy these series now if you ever wanted to own them. There's no guarantee that they'll stream again, much less get another home video release. And if they do get another home video release, well, you'll be paying them Anaplex prices. And with that, I return you to the conversation in progress. Please bear in mind that some of these facts are misrepresented in the following conversation. 
and that is why I'm recording this additional segment. Thank you, and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're already bumming about Darker Than Black, good luck finding it. <laughs> I know I have had uh, very little luck finding it for a less than ridiculous price. Yeah, so It was uh, on, uh, it was on uh, Anime Classics at one point. Right. Well, yeah, it was. And then apparently those DVDs went out of print, and then they put out the Blu-ray, uh, I think, uh, last year they put out the Blu-ray set, and that was limited edition. And you can still find it, but it's expensive. <laughs> Certainly not Anaplex expensive, so maybe... You know. Dude, for Anaplex, man, you got to sacrifice a virgin, a spring goat, and a, a chicken. <laughs> that metal alchemist will for sure cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, wait so, to use that joke. Anaplex prices, man, shoot. How? Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is this is a bit of a concern. There's certainly some of these series are more than likely going to be brought back on, out into the wild, at least streaming, if not in new home video releases, which will be very expensive. <laughs> very expensive. All right, Mister Dink. You see my box set of darker than black. Very. Oh my god. It's the best show ever, Douglas. <laughs> yeah, okay, Mr. Dink. <laughs> Alright, well that that's get over. Uh thanks, yeah. thanks for making so, that a lot better. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Exactly. I thought I'd I thought I'd I thought I'd try something new. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh mm. It's hard to say if this is necessarily a bad thing for the potential of some of these shows airing on Toonami, because if you think about it, Funimation has so many shows, and obviously, up to this point, Bacano and Darker Than Black have been passed over for other shows. So, perhaps, if they return to Anaplex, and Anaplex doesn't just sit on them, they would potentially air on Toonami. Or at least stream. On Netflix and Hulu and wherever else. So, yeah. But I'm a bit concerned about some of the lesser-known franchises. Uh, Birdie the Mighty Decode in particular, because apparently it didn't do well in Japan or America. Dude, so, Birdie was great. Show's still uh, cheap, too, so. Yeah, so uh, maybe go buy that save edition. Mm-hmm. It's like $20 on Amazon. Go, go buy it. Quickly. Or stream it while you can. Uh, there's no telling when that one's going to potentially return to Anaplex, but I'm not thoroughly convinced that they're going to do anything with some of those shows. They'll they'll definitely do stuff with Darker Than Black and Bacano, I would think, because they've been relatively popular. But I don't know about some of those shows. And it's it just seems unthinkable that Funimation would lose Full Metal. It's just baffling that that would happen. Because it's such a major franchise that they've held onto for since like 2004. I'm uh, a little concerned that if if nothing is sacred in this case. So uh, also, you, if you're interested in Black Butler, you probably want to watch that on Netflix or buy it as soon as possible. <laughs> no guarantees that this means that these shows can never potentially air on Toonami because they could, and it may even help their chances. But Funimation won't have them, that's for sure. And that is, well, 
they're going to be a lot more expensive, if nothing else. And in worst case scenario, you may not be able to find them again. So if you care about these shows, we caution you, do not sit on this. Go buy them. Go watch them. Or otherwise, you're not going to have a legal way to do so. And that's not an excuse to pirate. I hate all you pirates. <laughs> Gentlemen, any thoughts? Uh, it's kind of a sad day because, you know, these were great shows and they had so much potential to be on Toonami at some point. But, you know, them's be the breaks, though. That's that's just how I see it. Like I said, it may actually help their chances. Like, Funimation has so many shows, but Anaplex is kind of stretched pretty thin on potential shows for Toonami right now. I mean, there's, there's always Monica. Yeah. And there's some shows that are currently locked up on... Netflix, in theory, like Moggy, but See, other than that, I the only fairly recent show that they have licensed that seems like it has any chance of airing on Toonami is maybe the Asterix War, <laughs> and uh, oh not, not yeah, baby, yes, <laughs> I love Asterix Wars. So on the other hand, when Samurai Champloo ends. What if Anaplex brings in Darker Than Black or Bakano? Right? I would love Bakano on Toonami because Bakano is a very good fit, though. I love me some Bakano. That is a very entertaining show. Do the line, Sketch. Do the line. <laughs> oh, do the line. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the conductor is dead and his pants are ruined. <laughs> That's the one, right? Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Dude, I always love that line, man. <laughs> gotta go find the conductor. He's got some pants. Oh, no. The conductor's dead and his pants are ruined. Oh, that jacuzzi. <laughs> oh. Not an actual line from the script, mind you. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid thing that my friend and I came up with and shared with Joel McDonald. Did <laughs> she enjoy Yes, and I'm glad he enjoyed it and remembered it. That was that was nice. We talked about it when we interviewed him, remember? Yes. So, uh, by the way, I think by the time this podcast is out, you'll still have a chance to watch Bacchano on Hulu. So do it. It's really good. And it's only 13 episodes for real, and then there's three OVAs that are also available to watch. So do it. <laughs> and uh, sadly, there's probably never going to be another season. <laughs> Oh, well. Then again, stranger things have happened. This is true. Look at Samurai Jack. I knew you were going to mention it. <clears throat> but anyways. Yeah. So that should do it for the news, I would say. And uh, long story short, you will like those Anaplex shows. Clock's ticking. Because <laughs> you don't know. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, we, could, we can think that things are going to turn out all right, but... There's no guarantees. This is the place we're talking about, people. Sometimes they like to take their ball and go home. And they will charge you a premium. They need to dub Mahoka, which I know they never will. <laughs> and that brings us to the other things that aired on Toonami this week, starting with a new Criminal Threats promo by Johnny Ray. Oh, yes. Yeah, baby. Good stuff. Always, always good stuff, those Criminal Threats promos. Pretty much. Because the way some people come into Toonami crew, man, sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> Don't drop the soap when you get in prison. 
<laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, we have some miscellaneous talkbacks. Uh, all right, starting with a new contender at Kyuki underscore Sun. The block is at a strong point. A lot of closure was going on and emotions. Oh yeah, the choo-choo train of emotions. Thank you for saying emotions, dude. I trust me. I know. <laughs> but in my I head, I was saying it. Said emotions. All right. Just know I said it in my head. <laughs> I, I I had a feeling that you would. Uh, Joshua Knighton writes in. So Frieza is now Frieza of Nine territory adjunct of Saiyan Matrix 01. Let's see who gets it. Star Trek reference. Which Star Trek? Please. Star Trek, gen- tar- Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, no. Star Trek Voyager. Oh, uh, where did it start? Remember Seven of Nine, you Jack White? I know Seven of Nine, but where did it start? Thank you. Moving on. Voyager. <laughs> no, you're late. Moving on. No, I didn't think you were asking me, so. Huh. <laughs> Japheth and Craig writes in just 10 minutes ago, Trunks was conceived in that bath scene, and now he's here to kill Frieza. They grow up so fast. And deadly. <laughs> <laughs> they blow up so fast. <laughs> mm hmm. I don't think that's the good words to use, but go ahead. <laughs> Benjamin Pajon says, in reference to the recent episode of Samurai Champloo, the shake weight origins goes all the way back to feudal Japan. That is a very... <laughs> for Pete's like, sake! We know exactly what they were going for with that scene. <laughs> and then they, they pan out and he's like... Uh, this is actually a billy club, but I use it for a weight loss. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. Good cover up there. <laughs> the real Don East writes in, Foo's beauty-inspired Van Gogh. This is canon now. Real-life canon. Yeah, that's believable. Like, isn't it cute when Samurai Champloo tries to, like, rewrite history? <laughs> yeah, no different than when they rewrote history in Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Life is like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and another from Dao Fak. Who must be one of the most desirable women in the world? She's been almost sold into sexual slavery at least twice now. Yeah, at this point, we could just say who's a professional whore. <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh. Voiced by Dr- Kari Walgren, though. Kari, like Ferrari. <laughs> Literary Corvette. <laughs> okay, I was listening to Rob Paulson's podcast. He had a bunch of uh, anime folks on. He had Steve, he had Mary, he had Kari, Todd Habercorn, and uh, I think that was all. Oh, and Sean Schimmel. Hmm. And Kari talked about how she got her first gig on FLCL. She like just went to a cold audition. <laughs> first thing she ever did, she landed. Are go. you kidding me? And that girl's talented. Yeah, she is. Yep. She's, like, immensely talented. <laughs> Definitely had a knack for the thing. <laughs> She's a very sweet lady, too. If you ever get a chance to meet Kari Walgren, she is fantastic. Well, of course. She's so sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know where she's from, right? She's from Kansas. I listen oh, to talking good. tunes on occasion. 
yeah, it was definitely worth listening to the uh, the anime episode of that. It was it was really really good stuff. You should know what's going on inside your head. <laughs> I don't want to know what's going on inside my head. It's very disturbed these days. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that in general or because of the booze? Dude, I haven't drunk none tonight, Jack White. Drunk? I'm not drunk. Oh, okay. I'm sober. Oh. Dork. Children. Okay. And our last miscellaneous talkback, also about Samurai Champloo. Michael Morris writes in, line of the night. I mean, he did give me a great set of Hooters. Indeed he did. Hooters and booty. Buffalo Wild Wings is better. <laughs> oh! I didn't see no owls. No, it's fine. It's it's for art. I'm not. You know, I'm not even looking at the front of you. I was right. Yeah, sure, whatever, man. Yeah. I go for who's the wings. But I, I watch it the for the plot. I swear. Nice. That's just like what I bouncy, bouncy plot. <laughs> mm, bouncy, bouncy. Anyways, what can I say, man? What can I say? I go to Hooters for the wings, but I stay for the breasts and thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. Well, we've been at this for about an hour and a half. Is there anything else you guys want to mention? Mm, well, if I can shamelessly plug the Tuskegee Airs project, yeah, sure. Right ahead. Get your, get <clears> your <throat> shameless know. plugs in. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, the Tuskegee Air project is um, something that I came across over Facebook, and the guys are um, Greg Burnham and Marcus and. They actually have a Kickstarter that you can um, go to and possibly donate to. Just check it out. It's Tuskegee Airs Project. And just check out the Kickstarter. It's pretty cool. You know, talking about the Tuskegee Airmen. Like, it's 80 years in the future. And the world's been taken over by evil AIs. And they're really just trying to do something really positive for, you know, the African-American community. But everybody as a whole, though, they made it very clear that it's for everybody, not just African-Americans. But if you take a look at the Kickstarter, you know, just look it over, you know, just check them out. You know, I forgot what the uh, link was, but, you know, you can just look up Tuskegee Airs and trust me, you, you can find it anywhere. If you put in Tuskegee Airs Kickstarter, it should come right up for you. Yeah, thanks, Paul. I try. You're so sweet to me. Well, that's my shameless little plug, people. Check them out, please. You don't have, you don't have to pledge money, but I, I just really ask people, just take a look at the work. I got, my yeah. own sh I got my own shameless plug. Uh, I've been, uh, for those of you who have been listening the last couple of weeks, I've been plugging uh, the anime sense stuff that I've done and, uh, and am doing. And uh, I'm pleased to say that uh, I am about 90% finished with uh, Demon City Shinjuku Sins. This has been a long time coming since like, last, since like, I don't know, last May, last June, something like that. Uh, yeah, between... she was telling me, finished and telling me about it like around Christmas time. Yeah, I actually first uh, told you about it at Momocon last year, Darrell. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, yeah, and um, you know, between the movie being so terrible, uh, script <laughs> <laughs> script rewrites, lack of a job, and lack of uh, motivation, uh, I've had a very hard time, uh, and also other personal stuff. I've had a very hard time trying to uh, get this thing, get this show on the road. But the road has. Uh, the show has been put on the road, and uh, we are about to come to the crescendo. So, uh, yeah, it's almost done. Look for it in a couple of uh, weeks at the absolute latest. Uh, ideally, I'll have this done by uh, tomorrow. Yay, I've been looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. A little something to make your Monday better. 
Oh, you're just <laughs> so good to me, bro. You're just so good to me. I try. <laughs> you keep saying everybody's so good to you, but me. Oh, man, you always, you're great to me. Yeah, but that, that's supposed to be a given. Oh, okay. No, Bay right. is great. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry. Sorry to be a squeaky wheel. <laughs> squeaky. <laughs> squeaky, squeaky. <laughs> Get that bike horn. Okay. Hey, let's do this dang old house cleaning, people. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And possibly drink some booze. <laughs> of course. I'm not surprised. Anyways, so you can email us, uh, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Please make sure it's podcast related. You guys know what it is by now. I'm not going to explain it to you. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud. at soundcloud.com slash podcast. You can comment on the podcast as you're listening to it there. You can also download it there if you can't download it on Stitcher or iTunes. Um, you can also listen to older episodes that may not be up on iTunes or even Stitcher. I'm not sure how far Stitcher goes back, but... Uh, if you guys have missed any of the episodes, or if you're a new fan and you're you want to listen, uh, this is the place you want to be. It's SoundCloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast, and you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's Tsunami Faithful Official And as usual, if you've missed the podcast, like I said, you can also go to podcast.tunamifaithful.com for all the episodes and most of our exclusives up there as well. And I would usually read the Patreon, but I guess I will let Jim do that because Jim does it so wonderfully. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I've talked about this the last couple weeks, so I'll try and uh, do a bit of an abridged version. Uh, Patreon works as a subscription model where you pledge money to give to us each and every month. And uh, for $1 a month, we will give you our eternal thanks because every dollar counts. Uh, For $5 a month, you get to come onto the podcast to join us. And then for $10 a month, we give you a t-shirt. You get to come onto the podcast and you get to select the topic. Plus at the $5 and $10 tiers, we list you on the website as a Patreon backer. Now, um, regarding Anime Sins, like I said a little bit earlier... Uh, if I can somehow speed up production on both this and regular anime reviews, because I'm hoping to do a review of Evangelion 3.33, because my copy came in fairly early, um, I will try and do that. And then the idea is that future reviews will be um, Patreon rewards if you guys are agreeable to that. So uh, there might be a bit higher tier, but um, regardless, if you are a Patreon, the idea is that if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get the... Um, reviews, you'll get the reviews earlier than they would go up on YouTube. I'd have to explore that, see how that would work, but uh, that's the general idea right now. Let us know what you think about that, because we feel, I feel that uh, I'd like to add more content to get more people to subscribe so we can rake in some more monies for other things. Also, we do put everyone's name up if they if they donate at all. From one to, yeah, from $1 <laughs> all the way up um, we also accept one-time donations as well. Uh, get into contact with us on how to do that. Yep, that's uh, just contact us at tsunamifaithful.com. That's the email. Um, you can email us there, and we will tell you how to do that. So, But let's get everybody out of here. We'll start with 
Terrell, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. If you want to hit me up on my AskFM, that's ask.fm backslash ukami75. And if you want to send me any evil emails, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com. Jim, where can they find you, sir? You can find me at zeroalucard27 on Twitter. Uh, when I do stream again, which I don't know when that will be because nobody ever shows up. Uh, hey! <laughs> hey, I was not talking about you, you, Darrell. You are one of the good ones that actually shows up and is enthused and engaged. Um, you can uh, also twitch.tv slash zero a la carte 27. Uh, just keep on watching my Twitter for when I might stream. Also, uh, you can find me at Baystar underscore boy on the PlayStation Network. There's more stuff coming out for PlayStation 3 and 4 uh, this month due to PlayStation Plus, so yay. All right, and Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me at Sketch1984 on Twitter, on Tumblr, sketch1984.tumblr.com. On the Tumblr, you can, in fact, ask me anonymous questions and give me anonymous comments if you'd rather not come forward with your, you know, your name and all of that when you want to give us suggestions that is totally okay we're fine with that but bear in mind uh be polite <laughs> or i'm gonna write you off as an annoying anon like <laughs> i should you can also ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch 1984 and uh if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast that you would like to email to me, you can do so sketch at tsunamifaithful.com and podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. And we recently got a suggestion that uh, was actually more about the website, but uh, I'll be running that by the guys. Uh, so, yes, please, please continue to offer your suggestions. And like I said, if you don't want to do so, and you know, give me your email in response. You can do so on Tumblr. That's totally fine. You can ask me anonymously. Uh, I will not respond to an anonymous suggestion on my Ask FM, mostly because I don't want that stuff to be public, and that's the only way to respond. But I can respond privately on Tumblr, so that's why I'm suggesting that. There you go. And a completely unsolicited anime suggestion for the current season, check out Erased. It is on Crunchyroll, it is on Funimation, it's on, like, everywhere. And it is a very interesting show. You have just been uh, erased. <laughs> yes. About a, a guy who can relive moments in his life to prevent tragedies from happening. Though, you know, whenever you try to mess with how things happen, other bad things tend to happen. But most of the time, he can only do so every you know couple of minutes after something happens. But this brings in the scenario of what if he could go further back and how much could he change? So like very Steins interesting Gate. show. Sounds a lot like yeah, kind of kind of Steins Gatey. Uh, and if you don't like how Sword Art is as far as story is going, but if you do like the art direction of Sword Arts. It's the same director, and he's doing a bang-up job. I think the same composer, too. So, yeah. That's so good. if you like how pretty Sword Art is, despite all of the other things about Sword Arts, and, you know, whatever, but uh, you have it's, it's the... Yeah, it's, uh, it's the quality that you were looking for. 
to go along with that nice animation and nice visual direction. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put it. But yeah, I highly recommend you check out Erased. I would say, bar none, probably the best show of this season. But then again, I haven't seen everything. Just just throwing that out there. Way better than now, Active Rate. Oh, boy. <laughs> Less said about that, the better. I've only watched the first episode, but oh, boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. That's, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Oh, but Gaty's continuing, and that's always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, enough about the current running anime. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo, and you can find me on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. And as Sketch said, you can also ask me questions. It's ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. And uh, one other thing that you'll see coming on the other site is a review for... Uh, the new Batman movie, Bad Blood, um, that's been advertised tr- during Toonami and, again, can't be on Toonami. Warner Brothers. Um, Let's not make Taylor Swift song reference. <laughs> <laughs> so look for that coming soon. Uh, hopefully it'll be posted this week. It'll be definitely posted before this podcast is out. So that's, that's about it. But uh, thank you guys for listening as usual each and every week. And thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We're trying to get closer to that Wednesday release. date release, so to speak. So <laughs> hopefully we'll yeah, get there. Yeah, that too. totally doesn't happen when I have a 12-hour shift and then a 13-hour shift. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. We already had the shift discussion, and y'all ruled me out. <laughs> Gotta sleep. Gotta sleep sometimes. <laughs> Middle fingers. So anyways, um, but that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Thank you for listening. But peace. We're out. Deuces! Kisses! And a bunch no, of Jim. Cash. No. Hey, no. Jim can do that. Someone's got to fill in for Jen. <laughs> <laughs>